0: and welcome to football bloody hell show tonight we've got the captain of town standing in for Luke Wilkinson, it's Mr Josh Staunton and Ricky Hyatt's here Hilda, no less always Hilda and me That's it tonight We're going to dissect The Newcastle United story everybody's here fit and ready to roll um, what sort of a weekend have you had Josh how you have a good weekend uh, that's meant to be sarcastic Josh <laughs> yeah wasn't it wasn't <laughs> still here which
1: is the most important thing I suppose yeah yeah of course it is,
0: of course
1: kicking, it is. And, kicking
0: and breathing um, yeah and then of course Rick made his debut on the football pro uh, broadcasting on uh, on Sunday I was commentating
2: on it yeah
0: yeah I was
2: commentating on you, mate. Oh really?
0: Yeah. Oh god. Did you enjoy only it, Rick?
2: News, only bad things about me. No, only good things, only nice things to say about you. <laughs>
0: um, did you enjoy it, Rick?
2: I did actually, and um, if required, I'll do it again. Or do you mean commentating or Josh's performance?
0: No, you commentating. <laughs> We all know Josh's performance was crap anyway, so we're not going to worry about that.
2: match performance, apparently.
0: Yeah, indeed he was. You all right, Hilda? Yes, all good, mate. All good. Good. Um, Jolly good. Soon come around again, isn't it?
3: Soon yes. come around again. Got through the international break, mate?
0: Did you? Oh, nearly, mate, nearly. But uh, but there we've got what a what a topic of conversation we've got today. It has to be. The toon army doesn't it um, yeah. uh, you know what, what, what's 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 your initial reaction to it Hilda it sort of, you know. um,
3: the initial reaction i think is that it's good that Newcastle finally um broken their ties with Mike Ashley I think it's fair that you know they've been they've been frustrated and starved of any kind of um investment of any description they've gone down a couple of times haven't they other than possibly the appointment of Rafa and I think was it one season under Alan Pardew when they had Cissé and Barr and I think they finished I think they were unlucky to finish outside the Champions League because Chelsea won it that year or something or mm-hmm. they, they really went very close. But that, been, He had a
2: 15 year contract
3: didn't he? Yeah it was yeah, it. ridiculous something it? Like Alan Pardew right, um, um, yeah. I think I think where the sort of concern lies at the moment is, um, of course, the human rights aspect of it, of where uh, obviously the takeover has come from, where it's originated from. I can understand from a Newcastle point of view, when you just focus on the football itself, it's only going to be a good thing when you've got investment. Because, I mean, technically, they are the richest owners now, aren't they? I think if you look at the um, league table with. Rich List, which is a sickening list to read, I have to say. (laughs) But um, I think it's just a case of where the morals lie, I guess, but then it's very difficult to kind of be judgmental too much on that fact when you've got, you know, there'll be a lot of people who are condemning it that will also go out to the 2022 World Cup in Qatar and commentate on it, they'll broadcast on it or whatever whilst People have been dying whilst um, they've been putting the stadiums and stuff together. So, you know, there is a little bit of a fine line in terms of where you kind of where your moral compass is, I suppose, with this kind of decision. But I think if you actually just focus it on the football itself without kind of getting too involved on in the outside stuff, then um, it will be exciting times. Unless, of course, you name Steve Bruce, in which case maybe not so much.
2: Still in a job at the moment. At the time of recording? At the time of recording, yeah. It goes out on a Wednesday. He could well be yeah. signing
0: off. He had a meeting today with that Amanda uh, Stavely, didn't he, today? And some of the, she met some of the players as well. But, Hilda, let me ask you something. Um, Liverpool yes. are way down that, that, that top ten list of, of wealthy owners. Um What would your reaction be if Saudi Arabia had come along and said we want to buy Liverpool?
3: This is what I mean. I mean, I think from a purely footballing perspective, if someone's going to come in and put their hand in their pocket and try and get the best players, I mean, I'm not naive enough to think that I wouldn't welcome that. Hmm. Um, What I did find interesting, I don't know if you saw the list of the top 10, But what stood out for me, I think we touched on it um, when we caught up at the game on Saturday at Yeovil, that um, Arsenal's owner is ahead of the PSG owner in the rich list. But look at the investment between the two teams. And I guess it just depends on how much that they actually want to put into it on the pitch. But to answer your original question, yeah, if they did come to Liverpool, for example, as a fan, (coughs) I'd be naive if I said that I wouldn't be excited because you just think of the football, but obviously it would be tarnished a little bit. But then having said that, Aid, I guess you could argue where does the money come from, from a lot of these overseas investment?
0: Well, that's Possibly. true. But, but you know, you, you have to ask the question, I suppose. You know, I, I must admit, I mean, there were a lot of rumblings that they were going to go for Man United, not Newcastle. Um, and I, I must admit, I, I can't, lie and say you know i was thinking well oh, that's all right we better outbid Manchester city and all the rest of them and well hey here we go so uh, i think we all you know f- f- fall into that sort of category that that's you know it's it's just human nature because you want to get the best players you want your team on top and if this bloke could come along and show money into it like it's going out of style you're going to do it aren't you really i suppose having said that the way they knocked off that um journalist chappy um sounded pretty uh horrendous to say the least and then you know there's various other examples of people getting i don't know whipped and beheaded and all sorts of absolutely barbaric attitudes so it does sort of uh rather tarnish you know the club and and the blood i know that they're sort of saying well yeah, but this P is it PIF group that that are the ones that are actually putting the money in. Um, you know, they're not government, therefore, uh, you know, we're innocent. We're not. It's, it's government that's been doing it. So I don't know. I don't know really, but um, I I don't think it's going to do football a lot of good at the end of the day. I must admit, Rick, what do you think? I think the uh,
2: the genies out of the bottle, as far as that goes, Abu, the Abu Dhabi lot they're not exactly squeaky clean. Once you've opened it and let them, you can't then say that Saudi Arabia can't come in when you've already allowed one lot of uh, less than favourable people already in. And it, it's not going to have the effect that a lot of people think because financial fair play has come into it since uh, Man City and uh, Chelsea had their mask injections of cash. So it's not like he's going to be playing football manager on on cheat mode or something. They're going to have to try and structure it properly. But, um, yeah, people, a lot of Geordies are torn. And there was the same situation. You're absolutely right. There was talk of a Saudi Arabian buyer coming in for United a while back, and United fans, who basically, Manchester United have the opposite of a sugar daddy, in that they've got owners that treat them as a cash cow, so they're way down on on the list of anything but um, even then with the desperation to get rid of the Glazers there were still questions you know is it morally right to jump into bed with um, people that are use in your club just to sport wash and uh, make themselves look better so it's just unfortunately the decision it's a, bit, it's a bit late in the day to start making that decision now I think mm. you've let one lot in you've you, you've got to let them all in however horrible and nasty but then again you see, football fans, they'll see a new signing coming to their club that could project them and, and do, do really well for them. But there is all the human rights issues, but that's happening a very long way away. So let's, uh, let's not take any notice of it. And it's, so gov- it's, it's, it's government corrupt. anyway.
0: It's, it's, not, it's not PIF. It's free. You
2: know. Yeah, but they've said... Have you seen it? They've said that this, this group, they've said, oh, um, the government aren't involved. They're all on the board. Mm. And they've promised not to do anything. Well, they've promised... What's that worth? They'll say anything to get the deal through. It's, it's a nonsense. But the trouble is, the decision's already been made. The, the Premier League was so desperate and so, the clubs were so greedy to get any money in that they could that, unfortunately, like I say, the genie's out of the bottle. Pandora's box has been opened and you can't, you can't start now unless you're going to retrospectively kick the other lot out, which, which wouldn't happen. You can't, you can't stop it happening again, unfortunately.
0: Josh, if you were a player and you played for Newcastle, what would your attitude be?:
1: I'd be terrified if I was a player because they're just going to replace especially a team like Newcastle, then it, I'd imagine the turnover of players are going to be massive. Mm. Like you say, they've, they've got financial fair play, but I think a club, I, mean, I think they can spend quite a lot because of all the because obviously they're well supported and their incomes and outcomes. they run like a good business. I've read somewhere they can spend like 500 million before financial fair play be breached. So they've got a big old chest of money, and uh, if I was a player, I'd be looking for other clubs probably. <laughs> if I was one of the fringe players at Newcastle, because the turnover players are going to be massive, isn't it? And uh, they're going to want the best, and they're going to want it quickly.
0: Yeah, but I you're not. So. You're not a fringe player, mate. <clears throat> so what? It, what's, yeah. <laughs> what's your attitude going to be? You're not a fringe player.
1: If I was, if I was sent Maxim, whatever his name is, at, at Newcastle, I'd be, I'd be delighted because I'd be expecting a new contract and. It's hoping to build something at Newcastle and be part of the journey. But for a lot of them players, I think they'll be looking over their shoulder of who's who's coming in. What whispers around the place? Because just like Steve Bruce, them wanting to bring in a new manager, if that's what they hear, everyone's saying they'll be they'll be wanting superstars through the door, and they're not going really to play. They're not going really to want a lot of. We touched on it last last time I spoke to me about Newcastle having I mean, a lot of average players, hmm. and. Um, I think them boys will be looking a fair few of them will be looking over their shoulders at what sort of people they're looking to bring in. So it'll be a nervous time for the players. But if you can get on that journey with them and be a massive part of it, obviously you're you're riding the crest of a wave. Really, you're you're you will feel feeling top on top of the world. So it should be. you can go one way or the other. You're either out the door or you're part of it with them. So depends if they like
0: you. So what about poor old Steve Bruce then? I mean, what do we think about him? Um... I mean, obviously, I've got a certain amount of sympathy for him because he's ex-United, but uh, on the basis of what he's done this season, he probably deserves a sack, doesn't he?
1: Uh, yeah, and I think I think if, you're, if they're going to bring in... They're going to come with clout now, aren't they? They're going to want the best of the best. Mm. And unfortunately, Steve Bruce has done nothing to show he's can win a league or be up there with the top manager in the Premiership, although he's very good at what he does. They're looking. They're probably going to be shopping in a different basket now, aren't they? So.
0: Yeah, we'll
1: have to yeah, tell, I
0: suppose. They've they've stopped going to Aldi now. They're going to go to Waitrose. Yeah, they're going straight
1: to Wait. They're going to Harrods. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably Harrods. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, what do you think about it, Hilda, from a from a Steve Bruce point of view?
3: Um, so you know, I think I think we've touched on it a few times, haven't we, on this podcast? That he's, you know, he's 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 well travelled, and he's a, you know, he's a competent manager that has been towards the high end um, of the of the game for for quite some time. So you don't, you know, you don't do that if you don't have, you know, something about you. But I think because he's ex-United, there's a lot of ex-United people in the media. Um, he gets on with the media quite well, generally speaking. I think he gets quite an easy rap from a journalistic point of view because it's like, oh, Steve... Steve Bruce is a nice guy. Oh, he's not really that loved at Newcastle. Boo for him kind of scenarios, how I've kind of seen it the last 18 months. Maybe that's too much of a cynical way of looking at it. I don't know, but it certainly it looks that way. And I think if you actually look at the record, it's hopeless at that level. There's a lot of managers that have left for a lot less um, throughout that entire time. So... I think maybe now that this ownership has been completed, it probably makes sense, even from his point of view, to call it from here. Because, yes, it's the club that he loves and he won't walk away from it. He'd want to be the one that turns it around and gets those players in and sort of sees Newcastle evolve. But I I just can't see it. Um, Man City, wasn't it? When they their first manager they brought in was Mark Was it Mark Hughes. They brought yeah. in first, was it, yeah. after Sven? Sven was the uh, Thailand owner, wasn't it? They? they had a Thai owner. Then it went to Shake Man's, didn't it, I think. Yeah. I think they had a couple of um, bits of investment before the big money started coming in. And you just wonder if Steve Bruce is kind of going to be similar to that. And It'll be interesting to see, though, who the big name might be. To sort of kick things off, because I saw today um, the likes of Graham Posse were getting linked, but I also saw Lucien Favre being yeah. linked with it as well. Who was at Dortmund? Who you know could be kind of a exotic flavour, like Josh was saying. You know, if you get go down that French route, Josh, maybe you'd have to have changed your name to Josh Stanton to uh, <laughs> to <have> stuck around.
0: <laughs> That's not even funny, Hilda. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I've met uh, I met Steve Bruce one of the last games before I retired officially at Yeovil. We played Aston Villa in. must have been the League Cup, I think, something like that. And uh, I I asked him to get a photograph and uh, one thing or another, but he he didn't come over as you know. I guess we've all got our own sort of. You know, heroes. Anybody that plays for United, as far as I'm concerned, could be a potential hero. And he didn't come over as that at all. He was quite. He was quite sort of, well, you know, another pain in the ass once his bloody photograph taken kind of thing, which surprised yeah. me a bit because he comes over quite nicely. What, what
2: you're saying? What you're saying, Adrian? Is careful, a shrewd careful. Judge of character. Pardon. He's a shrewd judge of character, is what you yeah.
0: saying Careful, Rick. Careful. Just be careful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know, but. um You know, certainly it looks like he's going to... But, you know, if you base it just on this season, I mean, they've done nothing, have they? They've done absolutely nothing.
3: Have they won yet?
0: I don't think they have, have they?
2: I'm not sure if they have.
0: They usually beat
2: United, so it'll have to be somebody else's turn.
0: Yeah no I don't think they have yet personally so um luckily, luckily for
3: Newcastle Norwich are in the Premier League this year so it doesn't look quite so
1: bad maybe <laughs> yeah they're, they're they're 3 points after 7 games so they're they're even without investment that's a, that could be well within it is right to get the sack, couldn't it so mm.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so generally
2: they're going to need a big net because if they want to bring all the players in yeah exactly apart, they they're going to want to come in and play for a big-name manager who's, who's got a plan. Either that or try and do it the way Man City did. When Mark Hughes was manager and he brought in not necessarily international stars, but players who were proven in the Premier League and then get them established like a top-ten sort of side and then bring in the big name who's was going to get the international stars. But it depends how, how much of a hurry they're in. They're talking about a 10-year yeah. plan before they're actually challenging. So, I don't know. There's a bit of perspective on it
0: but I mean they're the going on something keeps going on about Conte I, I can't see Conte going I mean
2: wrong style of play it's well, the wrong style well, of play. Not, play. not just the
0: Royal you know, can you you know you've got a, a, a temperamental Italian going up to Newcastle on time which is from a point of view of the weather it's at least 20 degrees colder up there than anywhere else which he won't like and he just strikes me as being a right miserable so-and-so who throws his toys out of the pram on a regular basis. I can't see him doing the job at all, personally.
3: Yeah. No, I can't. I can't. I, I think he probably want the type of person that they're not ready to get yet, and I think yeah. he will probably end up
2: walking away from it.
0: Well, who would you suggest, then? It depends,
2: doesn't it, whether they're going to go try and go all-in internationally. For the big name. And it's, it's one of those jobs that would have been tailor made for Mourinho if he was available, but he's just starting off at Roma, so he's not going to be in the frame. So it's difficult to say who'd want to actually.
1: Or, actually, or do, they try and, do they try and give it someone and let them build? We don't know yeah. what they're thinking, do they? Could mm-hmm. they try and go like Eddie, get an Eddie Howe and try and make him into a top, top manager? And if they've got a 10 year plan, let him work with better players, and um, hopefully in 10 years' time, he'll be one of the best managers in the world. They could go down that route. Or they could that would immediate. be
2: a more credible way, of doing it, wouldn't it? That would be more credible yeah. than yeah. us going Galacticos, because that's not exactly working
0: yeah. Yeah. at the moment. But the, the no. only argument against that, though, is that in general terms, how how often do managers stay in the job for longer than what three, four years at the most? The ab, you know, the average yeah. across the board. Yeah. I know you get the occasional Fergie type situation, but there aren't many managers that have been in the job for more than what, four years at the moment? I don't expect, if you were to look at it.
1: You don't get, there's no patience anymore, is there? Like, no. people want immediate results. and
0: So this idea of know, building, from building from, from the bottom uh, and having a nice long period of time to build, it, is, it goes right out the window, I think.
2: Possibly that's more about, that's more about the club and the training ground and, and things like that, rather than the actual 11 that they're going to put out on the field. But then it's, it's that situation, is it, where Ashley's got, so even if it had been somebody without bottomless pockets who'd come in, they'd still have a period of grace, simply by not being my cashier.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, 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 But but some of these Geordie supporters, I mean, they they they're just livid in dream world, aren't they? I mean, you know, do they honestly think Mbappe's going to want to come to Newcastle? You'd Again, be for this
1: if you pay people enough money, you can get get them anywhere, mate.
0: Well, possibly you're right, but uh, I, I don't know. Money is obviously a huge persuader, but at the same time, the the uh, the reasons I've said that I don't think Conte would, I can't see the likes of Mbappe or somebody like him going there he'd either. The best, he'd have
1: the best night out of his life in Newcastle. Just <laughs> <laughs> <was> the one <laughs> <isn't there?
0: Yeah. laughs>
2: Finish him off.
0: He <laughs> yeah, probably would. He'd bring Neymar over with him as well, I suppose. But um, I don't know. He likes it. Hmm? He likes what? Hey,
2: Ma, he likes a
0: party.
2: He? Yeah. He likes
0: a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. With his sister. Eh? With his sister? Oh, yeah, Let's not go down that road. But going back to Mike Ashley, was he that bad? Because I think you're right in saying that the, the club, as it stands, hasn't got any debts that from a financial point of view, he's run the club pretty well. And being a, a businessman, yeah. he's he's obviously a successful businessman because of you've just got to look at his wealth and what he's done with Sports Direct and all the rest of them. So, you know, was he that bad? and And is he, you know, are they being a little bit sort of, you know, better the devil you know than the devil you don't know? Because they might have a, a huge shot when these other guys come in.
1: He's um, isn't he? Is it? There's rumours he's trying to buy a Derby now, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. And obviously, from a business point of view, he's he's. It's a stable Premier League club, but I think fans don't want that, do they? Every fan in the world wants investment and it's they want the money. dream, don't they? Yeah, and and it's it's easy to say it when it's not your money, isn't it? But um, it's it's but of course, like as a business structure, they're obviously a good business. They're sustainable. They don't pay. I doubt they pay extortionate wages like some Premier League clubs, but fans don't Fans don't want that, do they? They don't support a team to m- know they're going to be there in 100 years' time. They support a team because they want to go on the journey with them and, and
2: chase success. So, it's um, catch-22, really, isn't it? you remember the, all the stick that Arsene Boehner got towards the end of his Arsenal career? Because of lack of ambition, he just wanted to finish in the top four and that was enough. They give the right arm for that right now.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they would. Absolutely. Supporters
2: they would. want a dream and they want somebody who's going to sell them that
0: dream, particularly the Geordies. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, your average Geordie is... is uh, loves taking his shirt off, loves having about 10 or 15 <laughs> or 20 pints a night. Um, the,
2: the blokes are worse.
0: Yeah. So... so <laughs> You know, can, can you imagine what they're thinking at the moment? I mean, you know, I bet they've got some fantastic... I'd love to hear some of the ideas that they might have as to what's going to happen now. Oh, wouldn't,
3: wouldn't that be something? Did you did any of you guys see that? I think there was like a tweet or something that went around this weekend because they've been linked with Steve Gerrard, aren't they? Hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: And um, I saw that there was um, a, t- a tweet or something. It said about Stephen Gerrard and a load of Rangers players uh, on their way to Newcastle, but it's unclear at the moment whose stag do they're on. I thought <laughs> well, that was quite amusing. <laughs> but um, I think, just going back to that aid, I think that whoever does get it right, I think eventually they probably will be able to attract maybe not quite a Haalander or Mbappe, but certainly that kind of top end as well. Because I think if you get it right at Newcastle, playing at St. James's Park in front of those fans, and if they're playing you know, the right way back in sort of like how they got close under Keegan, you know, that's
0: mm.
3: well documented now what happened then, but um, particularly from both boys perspective. But, um, I think it has definitely has the potential to be an absolute, you know, hotbed even more than, you know, some other teams possibly. I think I would be more worried if I was maybe an Arsenal or Spurs fan as things stand at the moment in terms of how it might affect um, their ambitions going forward um, with a new team on the block. Leicester as well, possibly to a lesser extent.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's interesting to see that the, the names that are being bandied around as a potential manager. This guy that you mentioned from Borussia Dortmund. But you've also got... Um, um, Brendan, what's his second name? Brendan Rogers. 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 Yeah, Steven Gerrard, Conte. Well, I would have thought something like what about, Bre- what about
2: Gareth Southgate?
0: Well, yeah, that's a that's a good shout. Yeah, because they Stop would they would
2: be United. That'd be good.
0: They would, um, you know, they would look upon that as being, you know, their their way of showing their intent. We've got the England manager or or, or whatever, you know. But um, I would have thought, personally, out of those, I would have thought Brendan Rodgers or Steven Gerrard would be a perfect fit, because I think the reasonably good managers seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, Gerrard's going
2: well, to get, Gerard's gonna hang on for the Liverpool job. Klopp's yeah. not going to be there forever. And yeah. I think Gerrard's building up his CV and for the great homecoming, and that's, that's what he's got his eye on, I think.
3: Going off topic, though, Rich, do you think that that will be too big a jump too soon. Do you think he would need to take a sort of a Newcastle type job to start with? Maybe Newcastle's a bad example no. now with what's going Rang- on. Rangers or...
2: are a massive Rangers are a massive club with massive expectations. They are, they are and a his, huge his club. His it's
3: what he's done, but I just yeah. wonder if he hasn't had long enough there, maybe look at what happened with mean. Lampard.
2: Wouldn't surprise me if he did another two, three years, however long Clock wants to stay at Liverpool and then and then be the, the man in waiting.
0: Hmm, interesting, one, it. isn't it? You know, but is there is there any, is there any wild cards that uh, nobody's mentioned yet that uh, I mean Southgate's a good shout for one certainly I think. But you know anybody I'm else Just think
3: that... about work at the moment or who might be sort of a left field appointment whether like you know whether they take a gamble on someone like Sean Dyche, but I he doesn't really seem to be linked no. to anybody Style even football, though he's done. Yeah. people say Sean Dice has done a really good job but nobody actually puts him in the running to take over anywhere.
2: <laughs> it's no. a bit of
3: an wasn't odd one. It was in the running for or... Everton a while, wasn't he? Before, well, uh, apparently Antelotic... was. But I don't think he ever actually got anywhere near it or anything. Maybe he's, Roberto Martinez
0: would be a good... Mm, yeah, possibly. Mm.
2: Yeah, Martinez would be a good shot. I think it probably will be an international manager.
0: Mm. Yeah. there's
2: nobody there's nobody knocking around the uh, English leagues who's out of a job. One of no. the normal usual suspects who'd, who'd be available really. It's gonna be someone Think from Europe.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but Josh's suggestion of um um Oh Eddie, yeah. Brain's gone dead, the one at uh, Bournemouth sex manager. Uh, what's his name?
2: Yeah. But he's I I know that he's he's hanging on for the Southampton job, so
0: mm. don't know. could be.
1: Yeah. What do we know, eh? I have
0: to wait and see. Nothing. What do we know? <laughs> this is it, or even the old job? Who knows? Um, right. What, else what do you I think, Darrell? Is Darrell in the, is, is in, the uh, in the
2: running for the Newcastle job?
0: Ben? Well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. I expect he will send your CV in. And why not? You've got to be Might ambitious be in price. this football world. Dickie um, pay rise. <laughs> what about some players then? Who, 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 you know, should we try and pick? The ultimate team, money no object for for Newcastle well, to get I know,
2: in. I know who Dave's going to say straight away. Who? First name he's going to come to. Not, team,
0: yeah. not your mate. Which one? Jordy.
2: Jordan won't go there because he's loyal Sunderland, isn't he? And he's a fine, upstanding human being and a marvellous individual. <laughs> so he wouldn't go to the <laughs>
3: Like, I don't know if um, Josh agrees with this, but we were saying that they might go to a player who's been around a little bit, but has sort of fallen down the pecking order. So, like, so I know that in the paper they've spoken about Coutinho, but we thought that kind of type who has gone down a little bit, sort of like yeah, your Rodriguez, okay, so he's gone to the Middle East. But yeah, that kind would of be a good Gareth, Gareth, be Gareth, a yeah, it? yeah, um.
1: I reckon they'll try and bring in like a few like ex Real Madrid, ex Barcelona players who are just falling away a bit. Well, just I can s-
2: I just remembered, there's a, there was a thing I read over the weekend. There's four of United's deadwood that they're supposed to be interested in.
0: Martial's one, isn't it?
2: Martial, Lingard, Bailly and Jones. Someone else. Oh, no, yeah, that's just wishful thinking on your part. But there was another uh United fringe player that they were linked with or, or talked that that could have been the thing but I mean Martial is, is the sort of player that they yeah
1: that, they I can see him going to play player on. like Martial
2: definitely yeah I, I, I think that would work from his point of view really
0: yeah Oli he's rubbing his to, hands
2: Baye, Lingard and there was one other one but Band of Bake or no yes possibly yeah. but then again he, he, I think he'll move to Everton in January anyway so we'll see
0: Hmm. Interesting now, but uh, pick a a goalkeeper for him. him. Leeds. So, so pick a goalkeeper then, boys.
2: Got a goalkeeper for you. Navas, at PSG. Just lost his place to Donnarumma. He could be in the frame, I reckon.
0: You're looking for
2: regular first-team football?
0: Not a bad shot, Rick. I was thinking Dean Henderson. Yeah, I
1: think Henderson might, they might try and buy him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's, well, going along, um, Josh's theory of young, up and coming English players moving up there that would be a good shot, that would fit in with that as well. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would. So, what about fullback? what, well, defenders or four defenders? Come on, let's see if we can come up with four defenders. Not no, you want you
2: only want, you want what, three.
0: Sorry, <laughs> well, three then.
1: Testing, I see, ready. Um, Eric right, bye.
3: Wait, are we, are we just clearing out all of
2: United's um, yeah. squad
0: here? Is this i <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I bet if Phil Jones got an invitation, he'd be up there like a shot though. Because that would be. Like, he
2: have to play, so he
1: probably would. I'm want trying to that. think. I'm trying to think of like fringe centre half at like Chelsea Stop. and.
3: I saw something today about them possibly looking at James Tarkovsky as their first signing. That could be a I decent, so, yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: decent bit of business. Decent bit of But the problem that they're <laughs> going to have today is that um, they, everyone knows now that they're filthy rich. So I wonder what these prices are going to be that Newcastle <laughs> are after now, even with these next level up. Like, I mean, even if they go for a Tarkovsky, are Burnley going to look at what United paid... Leicester for Maguire and be like, well, we want 75 million at least. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and whether they go. Do you know what? We've got it. We'll pay it.
2: You can have it. Was, well, it was... a drop in the ocean for somebody who's got over 200 billion pounds in the bank? Yeah, exactly.
0: This is what I can never understand at United when they start quibbling over five million. Now, all right, five million to you and I is is, is ridiculous, but to, to to those sort of financial institutions that have got that sort of background money. Why? Why argue the toss about it? It just just seems pointless, and it it frustrates fans. I mean, you're not the Newcastle fans are going to get well uptight, aren't they? If they're still quibbling about five million for a player when they got three hundred billion in the bank. I think the players
2: that they're going to get does depend, obviously, an awful lot on the manager they get in and what who they've worked with and what their style of play and who suits them. So it's sort of cut before the horse to start thinking about actual players that would go there, and so you know who they're going to be working with, because that could be a deciding factor in them actually going. Mm.
0: Interesting point.
2: I did see a tweet, though, that said Newcastle have gone from having to spend, being in a situation where they're spending £30 million on the likes of Joel Linton, that now they'll be able to spend £70 million on the likes of Joel Linton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, interesting.
3: I want my mate's a um, Newcastle fan and I was at the weekend that um, I'd l- I'd love to see sort of just a couple of Newcastle names still in there whilst are surrounded by superstars. So it would be interesting to see how many Joel Linton would get if he had Mbappe and Haaland
2: either side of it. Well, the, ch- the chances are they'll have a long staff left there at some point, won't they? There's
0: hundreds yeah. of them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've dropped off in form, haven't they? I mean... What one's out on loan anyway,
2: is not
0: he? Hmm. So I mean Little a lad who scored against United. Clearly they've sort of I say lost their bottle, but you know. But going back to Steve Bruce a minute, I mean I've got a note down here. was he good or bad? Well, okay, this season we've all agreed that he, he had he's done nothing, basically, and and probably deserves it. Um but let's face it, financially he's gonna be made if he gets to sack tomorrow he's gonna to have a nice little check in his bin, isn't he, for start starters. But eight million I Well, I don't know what it'll be, but I mean it'll be a lot of money, more than we never gonna get on get our hands on. But um it just you know, <laughs> I mean considering he had to work with Michael Ashley for I don't know what, three how long has he been there? Three years? Is it two, three years?
2: Something like that, yeah.
0: I mean Maybe? you know, he's had his hands tied behind his back. They have given him money, albeit not a colossal amount, but they have given him, you know, well, it's his millions as well they've given him, haven't they? So, you know, yeah. was, was he that bad a manager for Newcastle? Or is it the fact that his hands were tied because of Ashley? As Wayne Rooney's going to find out to his cost soon. You know.
2: Didn't he make a statement last season that he was, because he was getting a lot of stick for playing negative football, and he said, I'm going to do it my way from now on. And they scored a couple goals in a couple games, and then went back to eighteen at the back. So, I don't know what would be his ideal way of playing. He's not the most flamboyant of uh, managers, is he? Really?
0: No, and if you look back though, but I mean, he's he's been you know, reasonably successful, hasn't he? With I with, am just trying to think what team: Birmingham or Hull? Where else has he been? I can't think of half. Of he's me. one of
2: those ones. He's one of those ones that's too good for the championships you say and not good enough for the premier league there are players like that as well hmm. and the clubs
0: yeah clubs like norwich
2: norwich yeah west brom those
0: sort of places hmm. uh, I, I don't i don't think he's been that bad considering as to what he had to work with and how he had to work you know, I, th- I think that must have been very difficult from that from his point of view but i could be wrong but you know i'm
2: well, he's, he's got a thick skin, if nothing else, because he's what managed Villa and Birmingham, yeah, Sunderland and Newcastle. So he doesn't—he's not a bloke that takes an awful lot of notice of what the man's <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. To be fair, when you look at
3: his record, he doesn't exactly help himself, does he? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no.
0: But he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's obviously been speaking to uh, Russell Slade, didn't he? You know,
3: <laughs> another man of the people. I think it might be, um, I don't know if it's too dramatic to say this, but I think it might be the end of him in terms of a Premier League managerial perspective if he no, never has the top this time round. Because, I mean, look at, do you remember, you know, the the managers that kept getting recycled? Hughes, Kerbishley, Pardew. They're all off the scene now. They're, they're not going to be seen again, probably. And I just wonder if, Bruce might be falling victim of that kind of type of manager now. The only one who stays in like. there is because he's seen as this sort of um, relegation expert, even though he's been...
0: What, like Big Sam, you mean?
3: Sort of sticks around on this uh, merry-go-round. So it'll be interesting to see what
2: happens from that going forward.
0: And it will, won't it? It will, but he's still there at the moment as we speak, so...
2: Oh, I just had a thought for manager that could be quite tasty, quite interesting. Somebody who has been a manager uh, is currently a pundit and has said in an interview with Gary Neville that he's keen on getting back into management. Alan Shearer. Mr. King. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm.
2: Well, that'd be interesting. Wouldn't stand an awful lot. Could you
0: think...
3: imagine that? My day.
0: I don't think he'd be there long, be no, though, do you?
2: Yeah. It? for a while.
0: I don't think he'd be there for long. But he is big name now, isn't he? Yeah.
2: yeah, he could attract big players. But again, a former Sunderland man. Former, yes, Sunderland <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Mm. Maybe but they have a manager who hasn't managed Sunderland before. Yeah.
0: I've forgotten who it was now, but I spoke to somebody that had played under Roy Keane it, within the last two or three years. I can't for the life of the But, uh, but they all reckoned that he, he wasn't a bad manager with the players, but don't cross him. Otherwise, you know, uh, the danger signals were up sort of thing. But, um, well, he's, yeah, I don't know. Could he cope with all I that? forgot the
2: Sunderland thing actually. Scrub that.
0: <laughs> Got off the idea of you. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Who, who would you, um, Josh, who would you put in?
1: Um, I don't know, to be honest. It's a really hard question, isn't it? Because mm. you kind of think they want a It's hard to think. They could go and... They've got the money. They could go and get someone who's already in the job. So we're thinking about people who are out of the job and they might just go and want someone who's in the job. I can't even... I, I don't even know who they'd want, to be honest.
0: Well, it is a question the
1: other,
2: is, is, other is, thing is, to remember is, though, whoever's, whoever's coming into the job now is right in the middle of a relegation. Bar, and They can't buy any money yeah. for three months.
1: Yeah, and they and they and they're not going to have the, they're not going to be able to change the whole squad, are they? In in, no. in one window, so they're going to have to work with what they have got. So you're not going to get a Guardiola type manager working with players who he doesn't want because no. he only goes to the best team. So it's, I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting few months for Newcastle.
0: But I can't see. Surely they're not and, thinking of leaving. Um, what's his name? Graham? Is Graham Jones? Is it? It's, it's, just, oh,
2: it's just the guys take Well, he, he's not even in the job yet, because Steve Bruce hasn't been sacked.
0: Well, no, true. But there's, there's talk that he might take over. Well, I mean, you know, as you say... The thing is, they've got
1: to be careful. They've got to be careful. they employ the wrong person. They're getting relegated. They're playing, do you know what I mean? They've got to yeah. survive this first and foremost. That's mm. what I mean. It's, and, it's a
2: relegation battle straight away. So you'd,
1: yeah.
2: you'd almost want to get a specialist... That, you want somebody who's good at keeping teams up but not doing much else. Well, that would be Steve Bruce, then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or Sam if Allardyce. He wasn't
2: in the job, if he wasn't no. in the job, he would be one of the ones being touted for that job in the interim. Mm.
0: Sure. Sam Allardyce, though. So what about him? Done
2: it before, been there before. Many... has Been there before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, isn't I forgot about him Because he's that. been everywhere. <laughs> That must be the song that they did for him. Then um, I don't know; it's an interesting one. But what about what about Derby? If they if he went off from here, and I mean, we've said he's a good businessman because I think he is. Um, clearly, he's 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 isolated Derby because he can get it cheap because it's in the hands of the um, the old liquidators, yeah, and right he's so. he's looking and thinking, "Hang on a minute, we got a little bargain here." I think it's
3: dangerous, mate. I think it's really dangerous because we were talking about it beforehand. That from a derby perspective, yes, they're really going through the mill at the moment, and they need somebody to sort of take them out of it and stabilize them. But my worry for them would be once that bit happens, that'll be it. There'll be there'll yeah. be nothing left. They'll mm. and they'll and they'll just stagnate, and then they'll be wanting Ashley out after three, four, five years' time. Oh, I, re- be I reckon they'll be
0: watching Ashley out after direction. after day one because the Derby well, fans his, his are going to take... You know, they will use
2: they- them, essentially. Yeah, his ambition will end as soon as the club is financially viable and he's got them on an even kill. But trouble is, from a supporter's point of view, that's when their ambitions begin.
0: Yeah, but yeah. he'll, he'll want to flog it, won't he?
2: Yeah.
0: That's all he'll be interested in. It's it's, it's- he
2: got
1: Newcastle promoted, didn't he? Newcastle promoted under him? Yeah. Hmm. So, they Price? might be. They're never going to go. Yeah, Derby are never going to go and be a massive club, are they? So,
2: it might suit them. It might. They they might be happy being in Newcastle, building yeah, up, winning the championship, get them, them, get them established as a Premier League club at that level in the middle sort of section of the Premier League, and they'd be happy with that.
1: Yeah, because they'd if be be you think about it, what's he been there? What's he been there? Fourteen years. In 14 years, there's been a lot worse owners in football than at Mike Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few at United. Do you know what I mean? There's been they could they could they could fall on a lot worse people than Mike Ashley. He might not be, dig deep deeply into his pockets for a wealthy wealthy man, but he, the club isn't going to the club will be there, won't it? Tomorrow, it's not going to yeah. be taken away from them. They're not going to get stripped of assets. They're not going to they don't constantly sell their best players. Because I haven't really had that opportunity in the last few years, have they? But, but we know you never know. It might be what I'd, I'd imagine. There's a lot of normal teams in the Championship and Premiership who have owners very similar to Mike. Actually, it's just the fact that Newcastle were a big, were a big club, and they come with that level of expectation, which didn't match the owners.
0: One last question on Newcastle then before we move on.
2: I got a quick suggestion before we do it. Managers-wise, just uh, talking about Derby reminded me. Frankie Lampard, he could be a good shout for it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but has he got enough experience?
2: Depends what they're looking for, does not it? Only they know the answer to that.
0: Yeah. But he's young,
2: ambitious, English, knows the league. It would say a lot
3: about the Chelsea job if Newcastle turned around to him and say he didn't have enough experience and Chelsea let him go in there for 18 months, two years, or whatever he had. But it all ended how we expected it to end, didn't it, really? Sadly for him. Well, Chelsea
2: was too big, too soon for him, I think, anyway. Yeah. But he was never well, going to be able, able to say in, no. If you go in Frank Lampard, there's a possibility, then if you're going down the same road, that um, the housewife's favourite, John Terry. Hmm. <laughs> Keen to get into management.
0: He, no, never mind. Yep. I was going to say something then, but I won't. Um, no, don't. <laughs> don't want to annoy the Geordies. <laughs> <laughs> but just just one last question on the Newcastle issue. Then I personally think that such a huge influx of money coming in, and although we know it will, I presume, filter down through the leagues with players getting sold and all the rest of it. But I think it's it's bad for football that they come along with this absolutely overrunning and pot of money. I, I just think it can't do football as a whole any good. And it certainly won't help with, with your average sort of man in the streets uh, bloody football's gone crazy all this sort of money. You know? So I, I don't think it's a good move. I don't know what you boys think.
1: I think it's a bit late for that anyway, AD, to be honest with Yeah. That's the problem. That's
0: you're to, you're problem. talking you're
1: talking bottom, you're talking bottomless pits of money anyway. So they're never gonna run out, are they? So yeah. it doesn't matter if it's one hundred billion or yeah, three hundred billion. Off. You got bottomless pit of money. Mm. It's no different to Man City, really. It's just even more outrageous because then they can't spend any more money, can they? No. So it's it, football, football, Premier League, Premier League football, and like top top football lost touch with the average working man and average footballer a long, long time ago, and it's it will never come back, unfortunately. So it doesn't really matter how many outrageously ex- rich owners go into the game; they're never it's past the point of no return so it doesn't really make any difference in terms of the the, the connection with us normal folk
0: who said we're normal <laughs> <laughs> anyway <probably> mo- <laughs> moving on moving on um, Yeovil versus Weymouth now we, we've got the oh. stand-in skipper here with us because poor old Lukey is he, is he coming on now how's he getting on with his injury
1: yeah, I think he's going all right, mate. I don't really know the ins and outs of it personally, but I think he's uh, moving along steadily. Hopefully he won't be too long.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah. you're obviously aware, I've, I have known that if you're not, somebody would have told you by now, the uh, rivalry between Yeovil fans and um, Weymouth fans. So, you know, what's your feelings on the game? I mean, I'm not being... Um, uh, criticizing the team, but it you know it's not going that well at the moment I mean you'd agree with that, and I'm sure everybody would yeah. um and you've got yeah, you've got two very very difficult games coming up I mean you're altering them at home who are a pretty strong northern side who don't get beat that often and then you've got um Weymouth which is it's just going to be crucial because you know i mean if if we lost against Yota, uh, Weymouth god, I can't imagine what would happen. So, how do you feel about it all?
1: Yeah, obviously, you're right. Things aren't going <laughs> great. Know, but, um, but it's, it's football, you, you can't get too carried away when you win, and you can't get too sad when you're losing. So. Mm.
0: Oh, my God, he's frozen well, in time.
2: To lose the he's frozen right? in
0: time.
3: We we'd said that would happen that if he gets a difficult question, yeah.
0: he
2: can yeah. play that the doom is not working. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a special key there.
0: Yeah. He's oh, well, he's moved again.
2: He's back.
0: D- did you enjoy that? Because you were frozen in time there for about five minutes, Josh.
1: Oh, there we go. I think I'm back.
0: Yeah, you're back there. Now. He is. So, so I, I mean, you know, how does the prospect of these two crucial games sort of appeal to you? Is, yeah. Are you gonna, are you gonna really get stuck in? He's frozen again. See, every time I ask him a difficult question, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic, isn't it? It really is. I have to, I have to promise the listeners. I hope so. Yeah. This,
1: this the
3: has time, yes.
1: Edited
0: yeah, it out. Been, it <laughs> been, <it was laughs> been, it no, I won't. I will edit it out. Uh, I won't edit do it out. We but, but well, you better comment on this, Hilda, because you're you're a, a dead keen Yeovil fan. I mean, how, how do you see it going, Hilda? H- how do I see it going? Yeah. Or how do I want? Well, you know.
3: Um. So. It's diff- obviously Rick and I were at, were at the game, weren't we, Rick on um, yeah. Saturday and um you know it was tough we, we you know you were there as well wade it was a it, it was a tough one uh, to watch unfortunately for for Yeovil, it just it just wasn't clicking at the top end of the pitch they de- you know they relatively defended well enough but unfortunately Notts county have got that quality at the top end of the pitch and in the end that that was the difference and you just hope that um, they don't go into that Weymouth game um, off the back of a disappointing result um, against Alteringham, who, as you say, are are flying high themselves, because then suddenly the pressure really is on. And then when you have got quite a big crowd behind you for a big game such as Weymouth, if that doesn't go well, then you just worry what the atmosphere might might be like.
0: Do you not
2: think, Dave, that actually, given... uh the way things are going at Yobla at the moment. It, it could actually be exactly the sort of game that they need because it's oh, not going to be local derby, FA Cup. There's not going to be a lot of pretty football play, let's be honest. It's going to be a scrap and that could be exactly what, um, what the yoga lads need. Quite quite, quite possibly. Josh, um,
3: Josh is back in my lobby. Hi, Josh. He's, he's not hiding. He's not hiding. He's come back.
2: He's facing um... the music.
0: I think you did Rick that very a well, Josh, point. the way you managed to uh, <laughs> freeze it when the questions came fired in. Yeah, we said
3: this was going to happen, mate. Eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, Rick makes a good point about this being, obviously, a, you know, a game that, you know, it could turn everything around and you can get up for. Does the fact that it's, it's Weymouth, is it talked about in the dressing room the fact of who the opponent is or is it not really being looked at like that at the moment, it's just kind of a, another game. But obviously, if you win it, what it then does, you know, for the fans and possibly for the rest of the season.
0: He's done it again. He's on the ball, with oh, like, Joshy you got boy. Mic on. Can you switch your mic on, old dog. No, he's frozen again. It is obviously ordained that we are not going to discuss Yeovil on the podcast tonight. Wow. Can you hear us, Josh? Nah, it's no good smiling at me like that, mate. Yeah, you've done a runner. He's done yeah. a runner now. Well, now he's, he's gone not. back into your brain. Your oh no, he's back again. Um, but well, let, let's carry on. If he if he joins in the conversation, he will do. I'm sure once he knows he's working. But um, yeah. I mean, it it, it very often it this. Do you know what this reminds me of? Fergie, uh, Nottingham Forest away. Mark Robbins goal go through, win the FA Cup. Same Do sort you of. You
2: think you're going to
0: win the FA Cup? No, but it's the same sort of pressure situation. That's that's what it reminds me of. Anyway, you remember that one, Josh?
3: Josh,
1: are
0: you win? Josh, are you going to win the FA Cup? <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, he's yeah, here. So he's back. back. He's, he's, so, he's back. Uh, I, I was. I was saying that I. Th- it reminds me of Fergie when when United played Nottingham Forest and Mark Robbins scored the only goal and Fergie went on to win the FA Cup. The pressure because it's because it's Weymouth because of who it is. Uh, no. No what? Know. This is this is a conspiracy. I'm telling you.
2: Is it is, is for? 45 minutes of
0: Newcastle and you ask him one tricky question about yo he's frozen. Yeah. How does that work? It's a conspiracy. I reckon Darren Souls on the end of it and he's fiddly, he's, he's frozen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is hopeless. But as it turns out, we've only got about five minutes left anyway. So um, might as well mention the old uh, uh, international um, break, which That's has been to a total be bore, um, I think, anyway. <laughs> But I suppose England did all right to win 5-0, but I mean, only against Anastora. Well, yeah. I won't be watching the uh,
1: next... Yeah, on your last question about... about...
0: Hang on a minute. One He's at trying. a time, chaps. One at a time.
1: The last couple of games, we haven't been looking too far ahead. Is
0: anyone... that, must be, that, that must be Darren South <laughs> strangling Thank him. You. you cannot answer that question. I was going to say, Josh, it did seem a bit toxic up there.
1: Um, it, it's not well. Sorry, I've, I've missed the first bit.
0: I said it did seem, after the game, a bit toxic, the crowd.
1: Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's obviously not nice, but uh, it's not a, the best atmosphere. But when you're putting in performances like that, you have to expect it then. And you
2: have He's trying,
0: yeah, he did. He is trying. We had, a little, you know, Just
1: stand up and and take the. unfortunate foot. We have to take the cheers when you're doing well and the booze when you're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. My Wi-Fi, which is true, our Wi-Fi is crap, isn't it? Let's be honest about it. So, listeners that that are listening are trying to make a head or tail of what Josh is trying to say. Basically, he was full of full of beans on Newcastle, but as soon as we went to well, he's jibbed out. So that's all right. We, we can we can live with that. Um, you know, when you are when you are successfully connected to us next week, we will um, we will take you to task then, all right?
2: Pick the bones out of the performance next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you you say you did get man of the match for a Saturday, didn't you? So that's something anyway. But listen folks, yeah, I'm afraid we are at the end of our time slot. So I can only say at this point of the game, thank you, Rick, for joining us, and You're very welcome. Thank you, Hilda, for coming on board again, and of course, thank you, Josh. Right. He has got nothing to say. Um, it's really good of you <laughs> to join us again, mate, <laughs> and uh, we appreciate your company. And uh, hopefully, you'll be back with us very shortly. So right, until
1: Andy, s- five, five minutes.
0: Oh, oh, he's back now.
1: i I think I'm back. He's yeah, I changed the Wi-Fi.
0: Oh, have you? Ah, oh, right. Um, That's all right then.
1: No, sorry, but about Weymouth. Uh, we haven't been talking about it because after the last two games, we've just been trying to focus on putting things right. Really, like obviously after two disappointing results, it's not ideal to look too far ahead. But everyone in the dressing room knows the importance of the game, and obviously the buzz around the, the town will be will be amazing for the game. But like you say, it's FA Cup, and it. Fortunately for us, form goes out the window, and it's just a case of who wants it more on the day. And I think we've all got to be, I think, and I think we've got to show the fans we're willing to run through brick walls to, to win that game because I don't think there's a more important game in a, in a Yeovil shirt, really.
0: Right. Thank you very much, Josh. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 thanks, it's everybody, good, for yeah, listening. It. But we have seriously run out of time now. So thanks for listening. And uh, join us again, same time, same station next week. Uh, tomorrow night um, well no this won't be applicable now because this is Monday but you're going to hear it on Wednesday but we will be doing full match commentary of Yelvertown versus Altrincham and we will be doing full match commentary of Yelvertown versus Weymouth and good old Hilda be in the chair so look forward to that thank you for listening, join us again next week